Sometimes that's all you do. That's all you can do, Brother Richie, just keep putting one foot in front of another. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes the feet get heavy. Somebody say amen. Sometimes the way gets rough, but boy, hey, all we can do sometimes is just press on. Just keep pressing on. Hey, one foot in front of another. Hey, man, sometimes one foot, Brother Paul, in front of the other. Hey, to pick up one in front of the other. I say just one foot in front of the, that's how you just keep pressing on, amen. Don't give the devil the satisfaction of making you quit. Just press on, press on, press on, hallelujah. One foot in front of the other, amen right there. Hallelujah, that's right, amen. Sometimes that's the best you can do. Hey, just put one foot in front of the other, amen, and just keep going on for God and don't let the devil, amen, convince you that God ain't on your side because he's still God, amen, he's still on our side. That's right. Amen, boy, I love him tonight. Hallelujah, appreciate the good singing tonight. Appreciate the good spirit of God that's here. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. Well, we all, we all, all face things from time to time. Amen. There's only one I know, Brother Allen, that can carry us through. Amen. Only one, and that's Jesus. Amen. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and open up to the book of St. Luke. Chapter number one. Something the Lord laid on my heart. Maybe doing a little teaching tonight. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, it's good to be here. There's a good spirit in this place tonight. Hallelujah. I thank God the spirit of God is here. Why is he here, brother Trace? He's here to help us. He's here to encourage us. St. Luke, St. Luke, amen, the book of St. Luke, the only... The only book in, in there that, that, that is written by a Gentile. Everybody all right? Amen. The only gospel, the only gospel, amen, the only gospel writer that did not walk with Jesus Christ. Ain't that right? That's right. Amen goes right there. Hallelujah. He, 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 he come along under Paul. Right, I believe he got saved under Paul's preaching. Is everybody all right? He was Paul's companion. Amen. 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 Right there. Boy, and, and what a writer. Amen. What a man. What a man of God Luke was. Amen. Amen. Wrote this great gospel in the book of Acts. Amen. I mean, boy, just a, a great, a great man of God. Amen. Somebody, somebody along the way. Amen. That somebody introduced to Jesus Christ. Amen. In the spirit. Somebody that knelt, Brother Paul. Amen. Somebody that knelt after the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and called out on his name and got saved. Is everybody all right? Amen. And he starts this book out of the book of St. Luke. Amen. Chapter, chapter number one, verse number one. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Amen. This is what we believe. This Bible right here, what it says, Brother Billy, 
is what we believe as the children of God. And somebody along the way took it in hand to set the things in order, to set the record straight, amen, and put down what was right and true, amen, and something we could believe and something we could, as the old saying goes, hang our hat on. And listen to what he said now. They set in order, forth in order a declaration. I wanted to know what that meant. I'm not real smart. Amen. The Old Westerns 1828 says it like this. A declaration is an affirmation. Amen. And that word affirmation means the act of affirming or asserting as true. Amen. It's confirmation, ratification, amen, and establishing of what had been before done or decreed. Amen. In other words, it's going back and it's looking at all the facts. Amen. And it's setting it aside and it's saying, this is what happened. This is a declaration of what is true. This is an affirmation. We affirm that this is true. Even, verse number two, said they come to set in order a declaration of those things which were most surely, which are most surely believed among us. He said they come, amen, they set this thing in order. Amen, they went and they done all the footwork, if you will. Amen, to pin down exactly what happened and, and to affirm that it was true. And how'd they do that? Well, let's find out. Verse number two. Even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses. How did Luke get it all so right? Because when he began to, God began to trouble him about writing this gospel, I believe. Amen. As we read right here, Luke didn't just take everybody's word for it. He went out and interviewed people, amen, that were actually there, that saw the things that took place. Is everybody all right? Eyewitnesses. An eyewitness holds more, amen, more, more truth about something, more weight about something. Amen. Why? Because they actually witnessed it. Is everybody all right? And so as Luke right here, he says, verse number two, even as they delivered unto, the, unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses. These were eyewitnesses that he talked to. And, listen to this, ministers of the word. Amen? It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things, from the very first to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theopolis, that thou mightest know. Is everybody listening to this? The certainty. Amen. This ain't no guesswork what we got in our hand. This ain't somebody's opinion, amen, that don't have a clue about what went on. Amen. He said, I want you to know the certainty that stands behind this book right here. Is everybody all right? I want you to understand, amen, the, the truth that's in the pages of this book right here. And how can we stand on that as being true and affirm that? It's because he talked to eyewitnesses. That thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. So when the preacher's preaching and he's preaching out of the book, or the teacher's teaching, and they're teaching out of the book right here. We can know of a surety tonight of what they're saying is true if it lines up with the pages of this book. Amen? Amen? 
I begin to look at this in book of, let's, let's go to the book of, first let me say this. Luke was a Gentile, amen, and Luke, I believe, got saved. And do you know the, 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 the term Calvary, where that came from? Luke, right, Luke chapter 23. The rest of the Gospels, when they talk about the Lord being crucified on the hill, that Luke calls Calvary, they called it Golgotha. And they mean basically the same thing, place of a skull or the skull, right? And so as I begin to look at that and I begin to look at how Luke pinned all these things down and, as, and, I, and I begin to look at how Luke looked at the hill that's called Golgotha, Golgotha, Golgotha. Hey, man, that's what the other three called it. But, but it, it done something for Luke. Amen. We have churches all across the land named Calvary. Right? Buddy, we have songs about Calvary. Amen. And we preach. Amen. When we came to Calvary, we left different. We preached at Calvary. Hey, hey, a visit to Calvary will change you. Amen. I believe. Amen. As Luke bowed. Amen. And realized where his Lord and Savior was crucified. It was a place. It was a place of beauty. Not just a place of death. Amen. But a place of life. That's where I went and died, Big John. And that's where I became alive, Big John. Is at Calvary. At the foot of the cross. I died, but yet I became alive at the same place. Same spot, same moment. Amen. And I believe that's what Luke was trying to uh, 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 portray to us. The, not, the, not necessarily of the ugliness of Calvary. And it was. It's a horrible place. It's a place of death. But the beauty of Calvary to those of us that believe and are saved. Amen? And as he began to go out and talk to people, and talk to people, wonder who he talked to. Probably talked to Peter, don't you reckon? And James and John. May have talked to Matthew, Mark. Talked to those that were walking with the Lord that were walking with the Lord, and even over in, let's go to 2 Peter right quick. I believe that's where I want to go. Yeah, 2 Peter chapter 1. And I want to read these verses to you. Because Peter also confirmed this. Listen to this. He said, verse number 16, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, Hear me telling you that? This book ain't just something that, that's made up. This book right here that's written that we hold in our hand, that we, that we follow with our life, is not something that was made up. It's not just uh, 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 fairy tales that are told. He said, for we have, followed, we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Peter said, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Somebody shout right there. Amen, we're not following, amen, what somebody heard. We're following what somebody witnessed and saw and wrote down. Somebody say amen. Now listen to this. We're eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received from God the Father honor and glory 
when there came such a voice to him from the excellency, uh, from, the, from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son. Somebody say amen. And whom I am well pleased. How did Peter hear that? On the Mount of Transfiguration. Somebody say amen. Uh, buddy, when God spoke, uh, Peter was there as an eyewitness. Amen to the voice that God was pleased with Jesus. Amen. And that he was the Son of God. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well, that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Somebody say amen. But you ought to do you good to take heed to the word of God and listen to the word of God. Listen to a man of God that's preaching with power and anointing. Amen goes right there. But it'll do you good to take heed to them things until the day star arise in your heart. It'll change, it'll transform you. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Verse 21, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen goes right there. That's right. This book that we hold so near and dear to us. Amen. Amen, that, that Luke began to pin down here. We know he talks about miracles. He talks about the birth of Christ. I could just imagine those that he talked to. He didn't just walk down the road and find some drunken bum on the side of the road and ask him what he thought about it. He didn't go and ask some, some other uh, religious fanatic over there what they might have thought about him. Amen, somebody that was against him. He wanted to find out what those, amen, that walked with him and talked with him, those that he touched and he healed, what they had to say. Just imagine him talking to Peter. Somebody say amen. Peter said, Peter, James, and John may be standing there together. He said, hey, boys, I, I've been with this fellow named Paul. I got saved, born again, washed in the blood of Christ. Hey, my Savior. Hey, man, I've heard some things. And I understand y'all walked with me. Can you tell me something? Peter might have said, man, I'm going to tell you what. There's one night we was in the middle of a bad storm on this big boat. Everybody all right? Everybody all right? Amen. And I, what I, what I done, I stepped over there to the side of the boat and I looked off over there into the wind and the waves and the rain and the thunder and the lightning and I saw a figure walking and it was like Jesus and I said, Lord, if it be, and he said, he said, he said, fear not, it is I. Right? And I said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And you know what he done, Luke? He said, come. And I, Luke, Luke, I stepped out the boat. I just, before I thought about it, after that voice, I'd heard it before. I just stepped out the boat. I began to walk toward that man, that man that was Jesus Christ. I began to walk toward him. Luke said, I don't know if I believe that. I could see James said, oh, it happened, Luke. I was standing there. John probably said, Luke, he's telling you the truth. I was standing there. The wind was blowing. The waves was crashing. I said, Peter, you're crazy. Peter got to walking on the water. I seen it with my own eyes, Luke. Everybody all right? Luke said, what happened? 
He said, well, they got to hollering behind me and calling me, and I got to looking around at the waves, and I thought, man, they might be right. And I started sinking in the water after I'd been walking on it. And I just said, Lord, save me. And before I could even get under the water, he was there to lift me up. Before I ever sunk, before I ever went under, he would, before I ever went under, he picked me up and put me back on board. <laughs> Is everybody all right? Ain't that the God we serve? Peter, I can just see, look, man, that's good. And then both of the boys said, yeah, that's true, that happened. We was there. We was there, we saw it. Amen. Ain't that right? I can see him walking down there. Now, I heard, I heard a story about you, Jairus. Jairus, I heard, I heard this little girl runs by. He said, well, she's a cute little girl. Jairus, that's a cute little girl. He said, yeah, you like her? Yeah, I like her, Jairus. He said, yeah, that's my granddaughter. Y'all getting it quick as I am tonight. That's my granddaughter. Wow. I heard your daughter got sick one time. Oh, yeah. She got sick. She got more than sick. She died. She died, Lou. I went to this man named Jesus. Well, you realize my daughter was dead. And I went and got it. And as we was coming back, as we was coming back to my house to help my daughter. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, Luke? That was this lady run up behind him and touched the hem of his garment. And this man named Jesus stopped in the middle of the crowd and said, who touched me? This lady that had been sick, this lady that had been sick, Luke, for 12 years, she was broke, didn't have a dime to her name, spent everything she had on every kind of doctor, on every kind of plan, and then she touched Jesus, or what shall I say, Jesus touched her, hallelujah, right there, amen, and she was healed. I saw it with my own eyes. She stood up and praised him. And then we got to my house, and my servants right there was here, and they told me, said, hey, your daughter's dead. Your daughter's dead? Yeah. How do you have a granddaughter then? He said, that's the thing. She wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus. What do you mean? He went in the room, and he said, damsel, arise. And he lifted up my daughter. Are you hearing me? He lifted up my dead daughter off of the bed of death. Amen. She died. She was dead. He lifted her up. Amen. And he touched her. And he healed her. And he gave her back her life. And now not only do I have a daughter, glory to God, I've got a granddaughter. Hey. He said, I don't know if I believe it. He said, I'm telling you I was there. Servant, come here. What happened? It's true, Luke. It's true because I was standing there. I was one of them and laughed because the girl was dead. He just throwed me out of the room. Next thing I know, they all come walking out together. Everybody all right? Luke said, we had our witnesses that we went and interviewed. We went down the road, amen. I could just see him going down the road. And this uh, man over there, and this boy, young man now probably, young man scarred up, looked like the devil. Him and his daddy just having a big time. Amen, hugging on one another. Amen. Maybe Matthew or Mark standing off over there with him. He says, hey, man, come here. 
Can you tell me about this man named Jesus? Oh, I said, oh, I sure can, Luke. I got a story to tell you. You'll find this one over in Mark chapter 9. The lunatic. He said, I went, I went to these fellows here and I asked them to heal my son. My son was crazy. He was a lunatic. Amen. He tried to kill himself. He said he was, he was full of demons. He was demon possessed. The devil had taken over his body and his mind. He was blowing it out on everything the world had. Why He jumped in the water and tried to drown himself. He jumped in the fire and tried to kill himself. All these things he was doing trying to hurt himself. And the devil was having mastery over his body. And it was, it was running his life and ruining his life and killing him. Every day it was something different. Every day it was another trial. Every day I was, didn't know what else to do. And I went to these men and they prayed and nothing happened. Amen. But Jesus come by. Are you hearing me? I said, Jesus come by. Amen. And he, really, and he told me, he said, if you got faith, just believe. I said, Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. And Jesus said, okay. And he healed my boy and he cast them demons out and he put him in his right mind. And now I got my son and we walk together every day and we praise him. And man, boy, I can just say, man, I don't know about that. That sounds pretty far-fetched. Mark's standing there telling us, Luke, I'm telling you, I was there. That's exactly how it happened. Are you hearing me? Eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses that witnessed it changes everything. When there's eyewitness testimony, what about this man over here walking down the road? Hey, sir, how are you? He said, I'm doing good. My name's Barnabas. Good to see you. So Y'all missed that, didn't you? Y'all missed that, didn't you? Good to see you, sir. Luke said, well, it's good to see you, too. He said, no, you don't understand. See, I, I was blind. I was blind, and I couldn't see. And I heard about a man named Jesus come walking down the road. Amen. And I began to cry out to him. Amen. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. I said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, hey, call this man. Everybody told me to hush up. But when they told me to get quiet, I just got louder. But Jesus called for me. I cast off my garments. I didn't know what I was doing. I couldn't see him. I was trying to get to him. Somebody had to guide me to him. Amen. And he touched my eyes and he healed me. He asked me, what will thou that I shall do for thee? I said, sir, that I might receive my sight. And he gave me my sight. And it's good to see you. Ain't that right? Oh, man, that sounds pretty hard right there. Well, I'm telling you, Luke, we was there. This guy sat by the highway and begged every day. We'd come by, he'd beg. But when Jesus came by, he touched his eyes and healed him. Is everybody all right? I told y'all about the little boy the other day. Amen. They had the fishes and the loaves. Right? Had the fishes and the loaves. Son, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Amen. He said, have you ever heard of this man named Jesus? Well, let me tell you what. We was out there listening to him preach. A bunch of us. Several thousand, as a matter of fact. I said, really? I said, oh yeah, we was all scattered around out there. There's about 5,000. Uh, just me and this, I don't know how many. I was just a young fella, about 12 maybe. I don't know how old he was. Amen. I was just a young fella. Mama packed me a lunch. I had a couple of fishes and a few loaves of bread in there. I didn't even know what, really what all I had. 
I didn't even know really what all I had. And next thing I know, that man right there, that man right there, the, the disciples right there, they come and got me and said, hey, Jesus, we need, he needs what you got, son. You got, you got that bag of food right there. We need that. So I went up there. Jesus said, what you got? I just got like five loaves and a couple of fishes, sir. He said, that's enough. Tell everybody to sit down. We're fixing to feed them. We're fixing to feed them out of your sack, son. Now, I've been listening to you preach and everything, Jesus. And you preach with power. Do you not see how many people are here? This is a little bitty bag. This is barely enough for me. I'm, I'm, I'm a teenager. I eat a lot. Jesus said, just set them down. And you know what they've done, Mr. Luke? What's that? They begin to set them down. And this man named Jesus looked up to heaven and began to pray. Words that were so holy. Amen. It just moved everybody. And about that time, he reached in that bag and put them all in them baskets and started breaking off that bread and putting it in them baskets and praying and talking to God. And I don't know what all he was doing, but he was breaking that bread and putting it in them baskets. Next thing I know, them men are running out and are giving them baskets, emptying them baskets, and they're bringing back their baskets empty, and Jesus just keeps filling them up. And then he gets to my fishes, just a couple of fishes, and he begins to tear the meat off and place it over in the baskets. He's just looking up to heaven, praising and praying. Amen. And, and he's breaking off the meat, and he's putting it in there. Them disciples, and they're taking them baskets out full, and they're emptying them out to the people, and they're coming back to Jesus with empty baskets, and he's filling them back up, and they go back out, and they come back in and he fills them back up and they go back out. They come in empty and boy, not before it was done, Mr. Luke, before it was done, everybody ate. Over 5,000 people off of my little sack lunch. Luke said, oh, no way. That couldn't happen. You sure, boy? And the disciples sat there and said, Luke, He's right. And I want you to understand something. When it was all said and done, all us disciples, we picked up enough. Not only our baskets were full again, amen, but we ate too. Is everybody all right? Is everybody, we was there. What he's telling you is a fact. Is everybody all right? And as Luke began to write these things down, he said, I want you to understand something. We have something, amen, that's been proven. We're serving one, amen, he don't have to be propped up. He don't have to be uh, 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 pepped up, amen, we've got him, and we're writing it down, amen, it's a certainty, amen, you can put your faith in it, it will never lead you astray. It will always lead you back to Christ. It will never take you out of the will of God. It will always lead you back in the will of God. It will make plain to you in your life what God wants out of you, for you, and with you. Amen. This book right here, what we're writing down, it's absolute truth. Amen. And it's not because I'm saying it. And it's not because these great men have said it. But it's because we've talked to eyewitnesses, those who were there, those who Jesus made a difference 
difference in their life. Those who witnessed the miracles, those who heard the voice, those who heard the preaching and the teaching of Jesus Christ, those who witnessed him. Oh, what about this fellow walking down the road right here? Hey, Lazarus, come here. Hey, you need to talk to Luke. Is everybody all right? We need to introduce you, Lazarus. Come here and talk to Luke. Is everybody okay? Oh, that happened? That right there is just really too hard to believe that somebody's dead for four days named Lazarus that Jesus called out of the tomb. I hear what you're saying, son, but I just don't know about that. He said, all I know, I can hear him now saying, all I know is I was on the other side into a great place. Amen, into so much peace and comfort. Are you hearing me? I was on the other side. No fear, no more pain, no more sickness in my body. And all of a sudden I heard a voice from the other side that I just left. And this voice had more power than the one that was keeping me. Everybody all right? And I had to go back. But when I went back this time, and it put me back in that body, there's no more pain. There was no more sickness. Are you hearing me? I don't know if I believe that. Hey, Mr. Luke, I'm Martha, and I'm Mary, and this is our brother. And can I tell you, we wept over his dead body. We wept over his dead body wondering where Jesus was. Wondering where Jesus was. We wept and we wept and we wept because our brother died and we put him in that tomb and they rolled a stone before the door. Are you hearing me, Mr. Luke? Hey, but I want you to understand that's my brother and I wouldn't tell you no lies. And about that time, after four days, Jesus showed up and he said, show me where the body lays. And we took him to the cemetery. We didn't take him to the hospital. We didn't take him to his bedroom. We took him to the graveyard where Lazarus was because he was dead in the grave. And Jesus said, my brother's name. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And my brother came out alive. Woo! Hallelujah. Why can we depend on what this book says, Jesse Busby? Because we got eyewitness account of everything that went on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can put your trust in this Bible. Amen in the God that I serve. This Bible's about him. Amen right there. That's right. That's why we can trust it. Amen. We, had, we know how we got the Bible. People died getting it in our hands. Amen. We can trust it. It's right. There ain't no errors in it. Amen. Don't nothing need to be changed, Brother Darrell. We need to be more like Luke. Be faithful. How come you believe he got saved under Paul? Well, he traveled with Paul. Sounds to me, I, I, he might have been locked up with Paul. I don't know, but he was there. In 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Paul's in prison when he's writing that. 2 Timothy chapter 4, I want to, read, I want to tell you these verses. Paul's in prison. In verse number 9, it said, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Verse 10, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed unto Thessalonica. Amen. Paul's there. Paul's there. Amen. Folks have walked out on him, deserted him, 
walked away from him. Hey, you hear me? Amen, Paul's about ready. Amen, to offer himself up. Amen, to be crucified or killed or however. Amen, they're going to kill him. He's ready to die. Amen, for the glory of God. He said, I fought a good fight. Are you hearing me? Henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, not for me only, but to all them that love him. Are you hearing me today? Amen. Goes right there and said, I have a desire to depart to be with him, which is far better, nevertheless, to abide more needful for you. Amen. But Paul's ready to leave this place. Now in in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he's getting ready. He's getting ready to go. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 4, this is what he said, verse 11. Only Luke is with me. Huh? Wonder why Luke stayed with him. Wonder why Luke stayed with the preacher that was probably preaching the day he got saved, that introduced him to this man named Jesus. Are you hearing me? He said, only Luke is with me. Then he says, take Mark. Bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Y'all remember Mark? Amen, the one that, that, that caused the division between, between Paul and Barnabas? Amen, Paul said, no. Mark, Mark already walked off from the ministry, right? Things got rough and Mark left. Well, they was going back to visit the churches, the gravy work, and Barnabas wanted to take Mark. Mark was in for that. But now Mark got right somewhere. Everybody okay? And now he's profitable. He's profitable to Paul. But Paul said in verse 11 of 2 Timothy chapter 4, only Luke is with me. He's locked up in prison. Knowing that his end is inevitable. Because why? Because he's not going to stop preaching about Jesus. He's not going to change his mind. Why? Because on the road to Damascus when he met him. Is everybody all right? When he met Jesus, amen, and Jesus changed his life. And now this fellow named Luke comes along. Great physician, or the physician. Amen, and he gets saved. Golgotha becomes Calvary. And rightfully so, as we all love Calvary. Everyone that's ever made a trip to Calvary, their life has been changed forever. And I believe that's how Luke saw Golgotha. Amen. Saw it as something special. Only one time in your Bible will you find the name Calvary. And that's when Luke hangs it on there. Where he met the Lord. And he stayed faithful to the end. Why? Not because, just because somebody told him, but he proved it out time and time and time again, Brother Larry. He proved it by talking to eyewitnesses, people that were present. Mary, Joseph, how are y'all? We're good, sir. Who are you? My name's Luke. Yeah. I want you to know I didn't have the privilege of knowing your son, 
Jesus. I could see Mary maybe even start to smile. And Luke said, I didn't have the privilege of knowing him, but I met him. And he changed my life. And I heard a story. And I'm just wondering, Joseph, are you the father of Jesus? Mary, how did this come to be? Probably see a smile on her face say, Luke, I don't know what all you've heard about all the things that my boy done, but what I'm about to tell you, you probably ain't going to believe. I never knew a man. I never knew a man. I was a pure, pure girl. I had kept myself me and Joseph was going to get married. You know, I prayed all the time. I went, to, I went to worship all the time. The Father. And then one night, in the middle of the night, I was praying. Eyes up, weeping and praying in my bedroom. Nothing vulgar happened. Nothing, nothing impure happened. All of a sudden, it was like the Spirit of the Lord just came upon me just came upon me and the angel of the Lord began to speak to me said Mary thou art highly favored and he told me he planted within my womb the holy seed from God and that I was going to carry his son and Luke I said Lord how can this be for I know not a man Oh, don't you worry. God's going to take care of that. And Joseph's standing there. He said, that's true, Luke. That's true. Because me and her never... Matter of fact, I was going to put her away. I thought she shamed me. And I was just going to put her away. Then one night, the Spirit of the Lord came by my way. Is everybody all right? And said, called me by my name. Said, Joseph, fear not to take Mary to be thy wife. That which is in her, and he didn't say it quite like this, that which is in her ain't something that happened in an impure way. That which is in her is holy. That which is in her is holy. Here's your Christmas message. That which is in her is holy. Amen? You just, you just take her as your wife. Amen. You don't put her to shame. You don't put her away. Amen. You take her as your wife and you don't touch her. You don't touch her. You don't touch her till after she gives birth to the Son of God. He didn't. He said, I didn't. You can believe what you want. You can believe what you want. Then there's a man, what was his name? Zacchaeus? Zachariah? Zachariah. Said that's true, Luke. Because man told me I, I couldn't even speak. Was it Zacharias? But I went and saw him born. Maybe I'm getting something confused. I'll just move on from that. Boy, he began to write these things down. Amen. And that's why we can take that Bible, Big John, and we can trust it. 
That's why we trust that Bible right there you got in your lap. That's exactly right. Amen, because it ain't nothing made up. It ain't nothing far-fetched. Amen, it ain't no fairy tale. It ain't something, amen, that all the world will tell you that it's untrue and it couldn't happen. But they wasn't there. And Luke talked to the ones that was there. Amen. Somebody make your way to Tiana tonight. Don't, don't, don't struggle. Don't struggle. Don't struggle with the Word of God. Just, just know it's real. Know it's true. Know you can depend on it. It'll hold you up when you ain't even got strength to hold yourself up. It'll tell you which way to turn. It'll never, it'll never pull you out of the will of God. But it'll always pull you back. It'll never, it'll never pull you out of church, but it'll always bring you back. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? The Word of God is never, ever, ever going to cause division in your family, but what it will do is it will unite your family together. Somebody say amen. The Word of God will always bring unity, amen, when two people are trying their best to follow it. Somebody say amen. Let me tell you where division comes. That's when somebody's following the Word of God and somebody wants to go the way of the world. That's when division strikes. Everybody all right? Plain and simple, the Word of God, it'll bring us together, amen. What pulls us apart is when we start to err. Word of God will always bring us back to the will of God for our life. Are you hearing me? Word of God will never jerk you out of the will of God. It will always bring you back home. Amen. And if you don't believe that, if you don't believe the word of God will bring you back home, ask the prodigal son. I thank Luke for doing all the heavy lifting and walking. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? The Bible says that Jesus told him in one place, I must leave Capernaum and go to the other towns and villages around could you imagine him leaving Jerusalem after hearing all the miracles that were taken there and going down to the next town or the next village? Amen. And he's hearing the same things. Well, this man named Jesus come by. He started healing the sick. He started feeding the hungry. He started bringing uh, 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 unity. He started raising the dead. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Hey, what about the, uh, the widow of Nain? Is everybody all right? Her son, her son in the bed. On her way to the graveyard. See, everybody thinks that Lazarus is the only one he rose from the dead. That's not so. Amen. What about Jairus' daughter? And the widow. He laid his hand on the coffin, on the bear, is what they said, and raised that boy from the dead. Oh, yeah. Every, every village he went to, he's hearing the same reports from the different, different eyewitnesses. Different ones. Every time one would say something, one of them disciples were there, they'd say, that's true, Luke, I was there. That's true, I seen it. I witnessed it. What about, what about Legion? What about Legion sitting at the, I'm going to tell you, I was so crazy. I was ripping my clothes off. I was living in the graveyards. I was, I was, I was full of demons. And he, and he cleansed me, cast the demons out into the hogs. They killed him. I don't believe it. What do you mean you don't? I hear this little kid say, what do you mean you don't believe it? So I don't believe it. 
That just sounds crazy. Cast me. What do you mean you don't believe it? Don't say that, mister. That's my daddy right there. And my daddy for so long, hey man, we couldn't be around him. He was left. He left us. He was crazy. He beat my mama. He beat us kids. But after he met this man named Jesus and he cast him uh, uh, demons into the pigs, he come home and he loves me now. He's a different. Don't you tell him it ain't true. Don't you lie, but I know it's true because he's different. I could just see Luke saying, okay, son, I believe you. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? <laughs> Boy, you could just go on and on and on. The eyewitness accounts that are in this book right here. And we don't even want to get into the Old Testament. All the things, people walking into fiery furnace, lions' mouths being shut up, ground opening up and swallowing people. Are you hearing me? Fire falling from heaven. Wow. What a great God we serve. Ain't that right? What a great book he's left us, given us, to guide us and lead us and comfort us, protect us, and keep us. You put your faith in the Word of God and the Son of God. That's what that book's all about. Are you hearing me? It's about Jesus. What he done then, he can do now. Amen. 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 I love you. Appreciate you. Y'all stay.